Roses are red, violets are blue, trim your balls and your date will thank us too. What's up fellas, Valentine's Day is knocking and Manscaped is the remedy for what the love doctor ordered. His prescription, the all new Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, designed to elevate your grooming game and shine like the heartthrob you are. Join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com to snag 20% off plus free shipping with our new code SHOW20. So, let's talk about the hero of Valentine's Day, shall we? The Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. This electric trimmer features skin-safe technology guarding your V-Day treasure against any grooming mishaps. It also comes with their brightest LED spotlight yet. It's brighter than your best romantic smile. Perfect for precise grooming, even in the trickiest spots. Oh yeah, and it's waterproof as well, so that makes shower shaving an absolute breeze. But you know what? That's not everything the Love Doctor ordered. This package also features the Weed Whacker 2.0 Nose Hair Trimmer, Manscaped's liquid formulations and two free goodies, the Shed Travel Bag and the Boxers 2.0 because comfort is king for all my dogs. And for a happy ending, there's the Manscaped Refined Cologne. It's the Valentine's Day touch to your grooming routine. Elevate your grooming routine and set the stage for a romantically smooth celebration. And for all my bearded kings out there, Manscaped brings you the Beard Hedger Pro Kit, designed to shape your scruff effortlessly. It sculpts cheek lines and maintains beard styles, giving you that suave look for your romantic moments. Seamlessly handling even thicker beards is the perfect tool for a polished, date-ready appearance. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SHOW20. That's SHOW20 at manscaped.com. 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code SHOW20 because your grooming game upgrade awaits, ready to charm your Valentine's dates. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the FM Show. Hope you're well. As you know, I am of course your host, Tony Jameson and Aaron unfortunately is still uh, not with us at this present time steve has found a broadband provider but is now currently trying to find some sort of parking permit possibly he's having a few issues uh, you know what it's like he's a busy man as well but anyway enough about who unfortunately is not with us but we'll say hello to who is with us today everyone welcome one of my absolute favorites of the uh, fm content creator scene the one and only say hello to him hood gaming hello tony thank you very much for having me appreciate it oh mate it's a pleasure to have you on we've spoken about this for what feels like mm. forever really saying like we need to sit down and have a proper good conversation yeah. and i'm glad we finally managed to to get the sort of the diaries to sync up yeah 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 it's, it's definitely been one on the agenda for a long time but yeah last couple of months have been been crazy for me away from content so um yeah it's good to good to finally being a being a place where, as you said, diaries sync up and we can we can get to having a chat. Absolutely. So we've got loads and loads and loads and loads and loads of stuff to talk about. I suppose 
really, before we get into all that, there might be some people listening to the show going, well, who is HUD Gaming? Who is Steve HUD? Um, do you want to do the, the brief resume of, of, of who you are, what you do, and, and why we're going to have this chat today? Yeah, sure. Uh, so, yeah, for those of you who don't know, my name is Steve, uh, football manager, content creator, obviously, wouldn't be here otherwise. Um, still, still do that as a, as a hobby. It's not my full-time job or anything like that. Um, mainly predominantly focusing around YouTube, um, over 32,000 subscribers at the moment. Um, recently partnered on Twitch as well. So yeah, that, that, that's the story. Um, content is predominantly around rebuild content or the amazing tactics of, uh, GYRFM. There we go. So for context then before we get started still part-time yet has thirty-two thousand subs on youtube so there you go all these people were hey you know what i'm gonna become a youtuber yeah all right thirty-two thousand subs and you're still working so that's that's where we are so that's of course credit to you sir um but we before we get into all the bits and bobs of, of, of all the different sorts of stuff that you do and the different kinds of content we do um we'll mention first of all your current save we like to have that at the start of the show to let people know where we're up to and stuff obviously i'm in greece doing build a nation we'll get to me next but i always like to open the floor up to to guests and say look what's your save where are you at and you know if people then get involved in it let's let's get them involved yeah so the main ones that i'm doing content on are well my audience will berate me because at the time of recording this i've not actually done an episode of that on twitch for six weeks um but we're, we're six seasons into a save with western supermare um it started quite poorly um but we've now kind of kicked things back into gear and we're we're in skybet league one as things stand uh, and then my other save i do a network game with murph fm who i know has been a been a guest on the show um and i'd rather not talk about that because i may have got sacked last night um <laughs> <laughs> So um, you did the Tony Jameson sacking as well, <laughs> yeah, from what I saw. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, Murph, Murph joined my stream, um, and then my chat kind of convinced me. Instead of the answer, which I thought might have saved my job, I went for uh, just out and out begging. And they said, "We're not having anyone who begs. You're gone." Um, so yeah, that's the first time I've been sacked in a long, long while. So um, yeah, not going great. But, you know, I think what we need to understand and accept here that is with every sacking comes a new opportunity. Like, mm. I know, you know, the, the obviously our audience is, is very, very varied. We've got, we keep saying this all the time, we've got the audience who love playing three seasons as Real Madrid and Liverpool and they win the Champions mm. League and then that's them closed down and they never play the game again. Yep. We've also got the audience who play 50 seasons in Indonesia and... <laughs> or journey person careers, or they go all over the place and every second they're like, yeah, well, I'll show you next time. And I'm very much part of that. I, I embrace the sack. I would offer that as advice to anybody who is brand new to playing football manager, Steve. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I, I'm very much embracing it. I've already convinced myself that the fact that Dortmund have sacked their manager and I was a Bundesliga two team and I got fired, that job's mine, you know, um, definitely going to happen. Uh, not going to have to go to Greuterfurt or you know a, a third tier team. That's definitely not going to happen, is it, Tony? We're just going to we're going to fall upwards. That's what, that's what's going to happen, mate. I am the man who has made a career out of falling upwards. Like every time I and I've not been sacked for a full game cycle now, Love which that. is a, a huge achievement yeah. for me. To be like, I've been playing this game since when? Like 
original championship manager and i'm going hey you know what it's been a full 12 months since i've been sacked so that's like <laughs> yeah well the, the, the last time i got sacked i was doing a, a glory hunter in fm 21 and i got sacked by spurs mm. so and it's, it's been such a thing on the channel that i actually have the what do we think of tottenham chant on my stream deck so i i think i'm gonna have to find something for hamburg despite you know buying a shirt of theirs um i now no longer have a job there so that's fun um but as i said we'll, we'll find out what happens with that soon i'm sure mm, that's the reference i made by the way to the tony jameson sack and getting the shirt and then being sacked is like it's a special kind of sadness that you can have with that isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah it's made even worse by the fact that i've got uh robert glatzel their their star striker mm -hmm. on the back of the shirt and he was awful for me this season so um yeah yeah it, look it's fine it's fine things could be it worse. is fine it is fine we've um you were saying there about about getting involved with with the chat and stuff and again mm. potentially we've got people who aren't sort of familiar with, with with twitch terminology and streamer terminology so obviously you know youtube videos you can comment below um same with podcasts as well but obviously when we're streaming uh we of course have a, a live interactive chat and yeah. we build communities around that we have regular people coming in and contributing and and they get to understand the stories and the narrative arcs that we build mm. um and the in jokes i guess are kind of what make a stream and it adds it the personality and its own flavor in my stream for example we were saying there about how you know it's amazing that i've gone 12 months without getting sacked we have a sackometer as part Excellent. of our um so we have what's called emotes again for people that maybe aren't familiar with the terms like, and what's a little graphic like, like what you get like on your phone when you're sort of like sending gifts and stuff um you can create your own custom emotes we've got like sort of you know tj sort of celebrations arms in the air and stuff and greek flags for greece and we've now got this sacometer of like job safe job mm, and he's going like it's that sort of thing <laughs> and i'm sure that last one gets used the most uh, so many more than anything like no matter yeah. what i do i could be winning four nil and they're going he's out so he's, he's out gone, he's out yeah. he's gone. <laughs> get him gone get him gone board um and the interesting thing of course at the minute um I mean, you're, you're obviously you're, you're in germany there like are you you know what no, no we'll, we'll come to you first so in terms of being out of, of job with hamburg then you you're eyeing up the dortmund job because of course obviously that butterfly yeah. effect is well hamburg have sat me and then dortmund go hang on steve hood's available let's get rid sign him up but there is of course that option of the greatest league in the world which is three liga yes how do you not want that well 1860 munchen that job is available Ooh, and i have applied for it so mm -hmm. look I, I i'm 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 a man who will happily drop down and, and build things back up they're also a big team you know i mean not quite won a champions league like hamburg but there's, there'd be some good work to do there. There would be some good work to do there. Although I'm, I'm absolutely adamant that the tactic that I was using for this works. So um, regardless of where I end up, I will be using the exact same system that just got me sacked with Hamburg. So it, I'm very intrigued to see how it works elsewhere. Sort of brings me on to a point that we made with second yellow card in last week's show. And I've asked this of a few creators. And again, this is something that we're going to discuss in a in a different form i believe we, we spoke about this months ago um the idea of going into a into a team and trying to instill your philosophy mm. on that team like i guess the more in-depth football manager gets year on year we're now in a position where we can do that yep. obviously back in the day it would have been you have a limited amount of tactics you can pick from and formations instructions were 
arrows essentially back in the old days mm -hmm. whereas now you can control pretty much everything and you can instill that wider philosophy on your team going this is how we play this is what we're going to do this is what we're about and then you tweak those individual roles and and characteristics now if we were to say what is hoodball for example <laughs> what would be or even if, even if we, if we take, the, take the take the tag off hoodball mm. what is the steve hood dna and philosophy wow. that you go what's your absolute i must have this and i cannot compromise it on well uh it, that's very difficult because in in content terms i always when i'm doing when i'm doing saves for for youtube videos because i do work with gyrfm who is a guy who we'll talk about later i'm sure um mm -hmm. he makes tactics so in a way of showcasing those i use them so i actually get a lot of stick about this because people are like you know this is football manager building the tactics the main thing and you know it's just a simple piece of cross promotion at the end of the day from from a youtube perspective however this year i've tried to everything i'm doing live i'm trying to use something of my own mm -hmm. um now Having just discussed the sack with Hamburg, you you guys can make the decision on how you think that's going. Um, <laughs> but but it West it, it might say with Western Supermare, um, having got a few promotions under our belt, we're playing a narrow diamond at the moment, and actually finding the right way to get a defensive midfielder to actually stay where they're supposed to and protect the defense with all the movement that is allowed in in this year's Football Manager is. Mm -hmm. Has been tricky, actually, but I, I quite enjoy yeah. using an anchor. Um, I've tried mm -hmm. different roles there. And even when that player was an anchor, because I was playing in the National League and National League South and stuff like that, despite the player being an anchor, if he saw a player move in front of him, which I had a box-to-box -box midfielder, he would instantly go, oh, I need to fill this space. <laughs> no, you don't, mate. You're an anchor. Just stay where you are. Mm -hmm. Just do your job. Just protect the defense. Um, so, yeah, I, I quite like an anchor. And to be honest, I quite like playing narrow. Uh, don't I'm not a huge fan of wingers personally, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, narrow would be would be quite good. And but I I also threw out a strikerless uh, tactic in the in the early access with Real Madrid, featuring yeah. one Mr. Jude Bellingham as the main goal threat. So that was mine as well, which people seem to forget. So yeah. mm. I think I think that that's interesting. There's a couple of points that we'll sort of circumnavigate on around this one. So of course we say you know within the content space and not just in terms of youtube videos also pvp which again people may or may not know football manager does have a game mode where you can play against each other in both just for fun you know taking your your team like i can take my larissa team from season seven mm -hmm. and play steve's western superman team from season seven we could pit those teams against each other we can also pit ourselves against each other with a draft pool um, like fantasy football, essentially, where you can pick the players from around the world, create a team, and go head to head that way. Now, I suppose you know, like Aaron, you know, you are your sort of proud your primary content tag would be tactician. I suppose, obviously, working with GYR, who's building all the the bits behind the scenes, and then you're sort of driving it. I mean, is it that kind of? I suppose Formula One sort of analogy, like Steve builds the car, you get in, and you're the racer, and it's like, well, you know, what works? Do, do you can you have one without the other? Or, mm. I mean, to to be honest, with, with the with the stuff with G, I mean, he is very much the brainchild. He's like Neo in the Matrix. He sees things in zeros and ones. He will. Mm. 
if if you gave a save that you've played for a year a season to me and said steve what's wrong with this it would take me a while to figure out going in watching games figuring stuff out what you're trying to achieve etc gareth will look at one game and he's got it and mm. that's the level you know like yeah okay i can i can look at stuff i can figure out what's wrong i can see why things aren't working like that anchor scenario that i mentioned with western that mm. it wasn't the anchor that i needed to change it was the man in front of him that i needed to change because i could mm. see he was moving forward so that's fine i was able to determine that everything else is the, the man's honestly as i said neo in the matrix is is how i refer to him he sees things that other people just don't really yeah, and um, a little sort of teaser and a carrot dangle, by the way, for um, anyone who's part of our Patreon. We do actually have, we've got an episode booked in where we are going to get under the hood. There's a little pun for you. Um, under the hood with uh, with JYR, and he's going to take us through the how, how he builds a tactic for tactic testing. So I've never done that before. I've never done tactic testing. So that will be great for me to learn. Yeah. Um, and of course, doesn't want that out in the wider world so we'll put that <laughs> behind a little paywall shall we so of course anyone who's interested in that sort of thing i mean that's going to be a cracking conversation to be honest yeah 100 percent. i mean i'm g's biggest fan so the way he comes up with things and runs it and then thinks okay well he can look at it instantly and go oh well this hasn't scored enough and it could have won the league, but he's like, ah, oh, it's, it's still not scored enough. Let's run it again. Let's change some stuff. Um, so, yeah, that would be a very good episode. I will be making sure I tune into that one. Patreon or not, I'm in. Oh, absolutely. I'll be getting, I'll be getting my notepads out and everything. Because like, <laughs> I think, and again, like this is one of those things where I suppose I put a bit of a target on my back myself, to be honest. I've made it very much, I'm sort of the pantomime manager really like you know oh tony doesn't know too much you know he, he goes and gets sacked he's just there for having a bits of laughs and stuff but i think that i'm starting to make people understand that maybe i actually know what i'm talking about now on on the game and stuff and and th this year um it's interesting to talk about diamond because i've considered a diamond with larissa but i'm very keen on keeping the wide players and, and spreading the play because looking at all the other teams we're playing there tends to be quite a bit of space for us to play into. Mm -hmm. And if I get these specific players that will work, like I always bang the drum constantly, like the TJ DNA is determination, work rate, teamwork, fitness. Okay. Like those are the, those are the keys. I want players who can run for 90 minutes mm -hmm. for the, for the shirt. They will do everything they possibly can <laughs> to help their, to help their team out. We can teach you technical ability after that. But oh, yeah. if you can't do those basic things, then you don't fit in. Like, I can't carry players who've got work rates of nine. Like, it just doesn't work. Because mm. I'm playing an incredibly simplistic system where if one piece doesn't work, the whole thing comes down. Um, I'll say simplistic. I've started tweaking a 4-3-3 that got us promoted from Division 2 into Division 1. Okay. And we've now got a 4-3-3 that's quite interesting, actually. Okay. You mentioned an anchor. Mm -hmm. We we have an anchor. We have a big, strong anchor. Perfect. Fifteen jumping reach. Yeah, marking anticipation. Those those attributes are ticked off straight away. He's there protecting the back four. The back four is a ball playing central back okay, okay. next to a normal centre back. Mm -hmm. Okay, I've got a complete wing back on attack on the left. Goes up, out, and round. Okay, gives it absolute yaldies up the left hand side. Mm -hmm. And an inverted wing back on the right who comes and actually gives a bit of support to the anchor in okay. the event of the ball coming over the top. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
In front of him, I've got a box-to-box midfielder in Mazala. So the Mazala's going off that way. The inverted wingers coming, the wingbacks coming in here. Yeah. So that doubles off. And it, Mazala can run out because there's an inside forward or an inverted winger going the other way. Mm-hmm. It's all beautiful lines. And I'm sitting there going, like, I'm this I get quite this. Nice, I understand this. where this is moving. Yeah. And then I've just got a standard wide winger on a t- <laughs> attack on the right side, just bombing down. Very, um, very underrated this year, I will mm-hmm. say. Winger on attack. Yeah. And oh That's my god, I love a pressing forward. Okay. I love a pressing forward. So, and that, the way that that's playing, it, I've not got the greatest players in the world. I've not even got the greatest players in Greece. But where we're at right now, that system is we all oh, oh, we're cooking. And we're that's cooking. That, that that's part of it as well for me, right? Is when you see the nice little moves going, and you see the especially in this year's game. This year's game, I think, is a is a level above anything that we've mm-hmm. had before in terms of player movement. But when you actually design that, I bet you really enjoy when you see that inverted wingback or inverted fullback tucking in and making mm-hmm. those movements and then all the players moving as they're supposed to, which, as I said, is is definitely... the When people ask me on, on stream or in videos, is FM24 worth buying? I say yes, just for that. More than anything else, I say, yeah, okay, it still looks the same as it has done the last couple of years, but... Mm-hmm. This year's has that level of something that has never been in the game before for me. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Like, I loved the fact that you can bring your 23 save into 24, mm-hmm. right? I haven't done it myself personally, uh, but I love the fact you can do it. Mm-hmm. But what I did when the early access came out was because I knew that 23 would play in 24, I used my 23 tactic mm-hmm. and I plugged it straight into 24. And I was watching it going, oh, this plays very differently. This mm. plays very differently because yeah. we had a three at the back system where what the centre-back on the left would go wide mm-hmm. and I had a half-back rather than an anchor. So the half-back would drop in to cover for that third centre-back. I mean, it did on FM23. It does not on FM24 because my other centre-back's gone, oh, gone. look, a ship. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> gone. <laughs> I'm like... Why is the halfback the only defender? <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. It's 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 honestly there's so many so much variation that you can do to make a team yours and have your own identity this year. Um, so yeah, massive shout out to the guys at SI for that. Hundred mm, percent. And I must say as well, slight plug for for Larissa. It's working, Steve. It's working even better. Right. I'm into. I'm into season seven. Okay. I spoke with, with second yellow card last week. Obviously he's doing build a nation in Malta. Mm-hmm. We're kind of about the same amount of time into the, into the, the series. I suppose we are as well. Six, seven seasons yeah. in. Um, it's our first European campaign. Love it. We've managed to make it into Europe, which of course is a huge, huge moment. That's the biggest transfer window we're going to get until we're knocking on the door of proper going for the champions league sort of thing. Um, we've done what we normally do, which is not spend any money and recruit, players that we're going to inevitably be selling about a year's time. We got Cade Gordon, who everyone seems to be banging on about from, from Liverpool. Liverpool. We've got him. Yep. Yeah, we've got him for 10 grand nice. a week. Uh, so he's on the outside uh, cutting in. We've still got Joe Bellingham running the show in midfield. Uh, Pedro Mendes up front, not the Pedro Mendes who used to play for Portsmouth. Portsmouth yeah. Different Pedro <laughs> Mendes. I was going to say, he's just 50. I know it's Greece, but Jesus. <laughs> he scores goals for fun, this boy. He's mm-hmm. having an absolutely brilliant time. So he's doing great. We've got a lad called Brainberg from, I think, Feyenoord, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, up and down on the left-hand side uh, in defence. So we just sort of added more numbers, really, because we know that we might only play two games in Europe. We might play more. First games, European 
Europa Leagues, of course. We uh, we played against um, who did we play against? It was someone like I forget who we played anyway. But we we drew, we beat them one nil. Sorry, in the first leg, mm-hmm. and then drew one all in the second leg. So we actually went through uh, there. So I was like, oh shit, we're like in the next round of the Europa League qualifiers. Came up against Sturm Graz, one nil at half time. Mm-hmm. Okay, to to Sturm, and I was like, right, okay. Shall we? And I tweaked. I went two up front, and I shouldn't have done because we lost five one. We got absolutely destroyed in the second half, and I was like, oh, thank God we've got one. Um, second leg, of course, we have to win five nil to take it to to uh, to extra time. So we win five uh, one. Uh, sorry, we win four one. Sorry, and we lose six five. So oh, that's that's tough. That is tough. But but it shows what we're made of, though. Yeah. And then I hadn't realised that we drop into the Euro Conference League at that point. You're doing the qualifiers now, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we played Arda from Bulgaria. Mm-hmm. We beat them 2-1. We looked pretty comfortable. Uh, went at the second leg. Everything's fine. We take the lead. 15 minutes in the game, so we're 3-1 up on aggregate. And then for some reason, my right back decides it's a great idea to kung fu kick someone in the neck. Of course, <laughs> obviously. Why wouldn't he? So we lose three. So we, we then go 3-1 down. I'm like, this is going extra time. This is ridiculous. All of our players are knackered because they've ran far too long and they've already played pre-season since, like, you know, they've played, like, God, they haven't even had a preseason. It's like 70 so, games worth. <laughs> yeah. And we get into extra time and I'm like saying, look, lads, just if any of you can make it to the end of the match, we'll be fine. Somehow, with about five minutes to go or something, we get a goal. It puts us through into the uh, conference league proper. And there we are. We're in. And it's like going, we've got a European campaign now. Mm. We have not budgeted for a European campaign. Well done, Tony. Here's another eight fixtures. <laughs> that includes Spurs away. <laughs> See, this is this is the thing, and this is why, Conference League specifically, English teams shouldn't be in that. I really don't think so. I know West Ham won it. Great. Well done for them. I just don't think they should be in it. I mean, when I've been doing some some content on other nations in Europe and stuff like that. You come up against these teams and your budget is down here and their budget's up here. And you just, it, it's, it's impossible to compete. They've got, I'm sure Tottenham have signed a player in your game at some point that's worth more than your entire club. So it's yeah, difficult. I mean, to be fair, even in Greece, Olympiakos's budget is so much more than ours. I think I mentioned last week that they've got Callum Hudson Adoy, and three of him is my entire squad's yeah, exactly, budget. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be tough, but it's part of that build a nation. We're not expected to do well. The fact we're there is fine. Take the European money. It's imperative we finish in the top six again next season and get back into Europe to to try and, and do that. So, yeah, we're not expecting to win, but at least at least you know. Let's not embarrass ourselves. We're uh, we're there. Um, But one interesting thing I wanted to ask you, though, because it's something that we've been asked about before, and it's something that, of course, you're doing yourself, is is an online save with another person. Yep. Namely, of course, our friend Murph FM, who Mm -hmm. has been on the Patreon before, and, of course, will be back on again in the future. Um, Talk to us about how that works, because we've obviously had listeners and viewers get in touch going oh you know what it'd be class watching you know rdf and tj and steve all have a game together but the logistics of that that's (laughs) that's a lot right yeah uh, i mean 
just to give you some some context for me and Murph, he works stupid hours for a start. So this is a man who works from usually is up anywhere around one a.m. and will mm-hmm. work from about two ish until eleven a.m. I work a nine to five thirty. <laughs> so again, mm-hmm. there's there's going to be some issues there to try and to try and fit around stuff. Um, Two people, I think, is very much manageable. It is great. It, it genuinely is fantastic playing with your friends. I mean, I did it when I was back in university when there was four of us living in the same house. Logistically, much better because we're all just sat in the same living room. Mm-hmm. With other people online, it is very difficult. People ask me all the time, "Oh, why don't? Why wouldn't you? Would you do a network game with um with like Twitch subscribers or people in my Discord community or stuff like that?" And I just have to say, it's it's almost impossible. Especially if you would like, I I don't know how the how like Ben Z Kev Jack all made their network game work with those four guys, um, let alone anyone more than four. But it is great fun. It is great fun. Oh, hundred percent. Like I I can a hundred percent see it working really well if you had absolute blank diaries and yeah. no technical issues and like like just you just need that consistency. You need to all get along, which mm-hmm. of course you and Murph have got a great relationship as well. The guys, the guys who do the big network save, like you know, like say Ben, Jack, Z, Kev, they all they've known each other for years, so mm-hmm. they're having a great time. Um, but I just think that I asked Murph this on on the Patreon episode, like what happens? And again, this was pre the news of Hamburg happening right now. I was like, what happens if one of you gets sacked? Because or what happens if one of you gets promoted and mm-hmm. you're no longer in a division? Like you've got those logistics to work out because you almost lose the essence of the save because you're not battling each other at that point. Yeah, yeah, and that is something we are about to face. So for for context, Murph was Schalke. He mm-hmm. won the second tier comfortably. Um, I finished in eighth after a really bad season, uh, so I got sacked. So he's going into the Bundesliga. And I don't have a job and may have to drop down to the third tier. So, yeah, there could be some some time where, you know, with the way he's very good at this year's game as well, for sure. So there's probably, let's say I drop down into the third tier of Germany. By the time I get to the Bundesliga, even if I take back-to-back promotions, he's probably going to be in the Champions League. So, like... Mm. At that point, yeah, there is going to be a discrepancy, which is why I've told you the Dortmund job's mine, mate. This is fine. I'll just get the Dortmund job, right? Be, I mean, to be fair, it, I wouldn't put it past Football Manager to do that because it feels very much like a, the game is always listening. And um, and if I, I've, I've asked this people people before. Like, I know we've, we've joked on about the luck modifier, of course, being a thing. Turn the computer off when you win and never, ever, 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 ever do that. Um, Correct. Because you'll never win again. Um, but have you got, I know this is completely the opposite of the buying the Dortmund job is, is mine. Have you got any FM superstitions? Is there anything that you go like, oh, I'd do that and I never even realised that was a thing? Now, I don't know if this is an FM superstition or a streamer superstition. You can probably attest to this as well. Whenever I say something out loud, it happens immediately. Yeah. Like, yeah. in a game that... Uh, so we, we did our latest network, uh, net, uh, episode of the Network Game last night. I was winning a game that I needed to win 2-1. And we've been coasting pretty comfortable all game. And I, like an idiot, spoke the words, it would be really embarrassing if we threw this away. That was in the 88th minute. We lost the game 4-2. 
<laughs> so um, that's definitely one. And as you say about the luck modifier, I, I feel that that is 100% a thing. So yeah, I'm I'm very much on that superstition, 100%. I have been there with the Tony stop talking because mm. you can tell that you're about to change everything completely. And it's something so innocuous because you feel like you have to talk just to keep this the the, the stream ticking on because there's only you in the room. There's, of course, yeah. loads of people watching uh, all in their respective places. And you go, oh, you know what? We're having a great time here. Um, obviously, you know, if we concede a goal, now that could be a bit of an issue. Oh, we've conceded. Like, Straight away. You're like, oh. I was just saying something for context. I was, I'm I just feeling dead air. That's all you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. Oh God, you know what? This fella's having a cracking game. If he breaks his leg now, that'll be. Oh, that does look nasty. Actually. Oh dear. Like. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's that's it. So yeah, that's very much one for me. But, um, yeah. Or if you spend most of your budget on a star player, almost guaranteed to come in and get injured. <laughs> 100% season ender barely, straight away yeah he's barely making it through the press conference to announce his yeah. signing is he going just do you just want to take a seat there have you stood on a rusty nail like oh that's gonna be horrible <laughs> you're, oh, gonna gonna to, you're out for months you're gonna have to take your foot off your career's <laughs> over yeah it's uh yeah so yeah if you spend if you gamble and spend a large portion of your money on this next south american wonder kid guarantee he gets injured within the first three months of being at your club yeah, 100% make sure there's someone you can loan to cover for his position always, always. instantly with zero wages going, oh, we'll get him in just in case. Um, that definitely happens. I've seen that so many times. And also as well, there's the thing of this player's never scored ever in their career. Always Cue against you, though. Eyeing up for 40 yards going, I'm going to have a pop here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, in, in that game that I said that I conceded three goals from the 88th minute onwards, uh, yeah, there was a guy who scored his first goal of the season. Granted, he was a centre-back, so I'm not as bothered about that but then there was a mm. midfielder who scored his second goal of the season i was like mm, yeah bearing in mind this is like the penultimate game of the season in the in the second tier and i was like mm, yeah that, that that fits that feels right that feels yeah. right you, you can see the fixture lists as well as you're going through like you're on a decent run you're a decent run you're a decent run you're like oh they're bottom of the league i might as well just not I might as well die. I'm not even going. I'm not even going to the match. Right? Like, I will get myself a touchline ban to avoid what is inevitably going to happen right now. <laughs> so I've won 10 straight. Here comes the team bottom. Yeah. I'll just, just go on holiday. Leave it to you guys in, in the chat. My chair yeah, actually has a pretty good record, to be honest, because I've got the, the bladder of a tiny infant. So, I, you know, there was a period of time before Christmas where I was doing four or five hour streams a day and I, I'd have to go to the bathroom a couple of times during the stream. My chair's record actually at Western is pretty good. So, um, yeah, just leave it, leave it to everyone else other than yourself is the best way. I guess so. I guess so. You might as well, because at least when you come back, you're like, well, it's the chair's fault, not mine. Yeah, you know, obviously. Why did they not it's make never, any it's changes? never your fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the thing as well. Or, of course, you could always then, you could chuck G under the bus and go, hey, it's the tactics, not my fault. I've not made this, you know. Oh, I've done that before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not me. It's, it's, it's never user error. There's always something against you, 100%. Mm. So, of all the different types of stuff that you do then, of course, <laughs> tactics we've spoken about a little bit yeah we've mentioned a tiny bit about about networks rebuilds are, are always always popular absolutely bang on youtube in terms of views um again this is one of the things that i messaged you about because i didn't understand how this worked and we've had omega luke on previously mm -hmm. to talk about how he does rebuilds everyone seemingly does them a different way talk me through 
a what you believe a, re- a reputation rebuild is, and then, mm-hmm. and then of course how you how you go about it. So I've had a slight not change of thought. This is kind of what I've always thought, but a, a slight change of direction on FM twenty four. Um, so for me, a rebuild now on my channel will be a team that was good or has won something and are now nowhere near that. Mm-hmm. So an instance, my video that is coming out on Sunday is a 10 season rebuild of Scunthorpe. So less than 15 years ago, they were in the championship. Now they're in the National League North. That is one hell of a drop in 15 years. Um, so that to me is a true rebuild. Um, actually looking for a team that once was good. I mean, people in FM circles would probably call that like a not a fallen giant for Scunthorpe, but like something like that, like a team that was really good and is now not as good. Um, but this year I've kind of had a little bit of not a, a pivot slightly because there's only so many of these once good clubs that you can take back to the top right so mm-hmm. i've tried to look at different different things that allows me to manage different clubs basically so i i did a video that did really well on my channel which was fixing barcelona's debt problem using only players at the club so if they were at the club mm-hmm. i could renew their contract other than that i could only use what came through my youth intake which is mm-hmm. barcelona they're quite good don't know if you've heard of Lamini Mao. He's very good. Um, so they, I've heard of Barcelona. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they've they've got a good core. They've got a good uh, amount of young players in the team already. But the idea was to basically sell anyone who didn't come through La Masia. And so, you know, Robert Lewandowski was pretty early on the chopping block. I sold Frankie de Jong, you know, and tried to keep a core of young Barcelona players which allowed me to use someone like Barcelona. You know, in a typical rebuild, I'm not going to sign Ansu Fati. I'm not going to sign um, any of these players. So, like, it's nice for me as a content creator to use different players, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm also looking for teams that might still be in the top flight of their division, but have achieved something that they haven't done for a long, long period of time, like, you know, breaking Benfica's curse, which is, if you've not heard about it, is fantastic what's happened there. That's a great one. That was, um, like, believe it or not, that was one of the nations that was suggested to us for, mm. for the network save was, it would be great to, of course, have Benfica as the Bella Gutman curse in there. But if you could take any of those, the top three from, from Portugal and try and, and win the, the, the top, the Champions League, Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I mean, of course, the the Gutman curse. But feel feel free to explain to to listeners who, who maybe haven't heard this. But this is an absolute belt if you want to save idea. Yeah. So so back in the sixties, I believe it was uh, Benfica won back to back Champions League or European Cups. Um, mm-hmm. And after winning two of those in a row, as you know, a successful manager might think, he went to the board of directors and asked for a pay rise, and they said no. And he was so furious that he walked out of the club. And basically said, uh, for a hundred years, Benfica will not win the European Cup again. And since then, their first team, because their youth team won a European competition last year, I think. Since mm-hmm. then, the first team have played, and I think it's nine European finals at different tiers and have lost them all. They've lost five in the Champions League. I know that for certain. Um, 
and they've they've lost five Champions League finals since he uttered those or supposedly uttered those words. That's the mm. that's the law. That's the legend. But uh, yeah, very good save if if you like that sort of thing. Great youth academy. Um, and any of any of them in Portugal are always fantastic. But yeah, that's the that's the Benfica curse. It's an interesting one with Benfica as well, especially when you go back in the day and you go, no, hang on, they had, they had Oscar Cardozo and Javier Saviola up front with Angel Di Maria. This mm-hmm. this club's surely going to do stuff. No, apparently not. Yeah, if you look at, if you look at all the players that have come through, I mean, like Ruben Diaz was there as well. Like mm-hmm. you know, there's there's lots of high profile players now in world football that have come through that team at Benfica and they, they always have these players and they've got a, another crop of amazing players and they've recently added to it with Brazilian Marcus Leonardo. If you play FM, you may know who he is. Um, fantastic Brazilian striker. And they just they just have a habit of just doing the right thing, finding the right youth prospects and then, you know, taking a player like, like that and then selling them for X amount million. Um, it's just just amazing to see and for a team they're not the most unlucky i think it's juventus who have lost the most champions league finals in their history but um to lose five is is quite harsh it's time to say hello to the newest sponsor of the fm show everybody say hello to full-time prints full-time prints offer a variety of prints to give football fans the chance to remember their favorite football moments forever They currently offer a range of goals, team sheets, commentary and league tables. Prints are available in A4 through to A1 and can be bought with or without a frame. It makes the perfect gift for occasions such as Christmas, birthdays, Father's Day, Mother's Day, just because presents. Like, seriously, this is the perfect gift for every football fan you want to go on the website browse what they've got they've got so many things to choose from whether it's teams european teams international teams moments that happen and if you can't find something you like you can even do a custom request you can create anything you've seen yourself maybe you've seen a goal you want to relive you can have that maybe you want to relive the first match you ever attended or maybe if you're a football manager fan you might want to do a custom one just designed for football manager that immortalizes your save forever you can have a print done that has all your trophies the entirety of the save the key moments maybe you want to relive the champions league final and have your team sheet and everything on there you can do that with full-time prints i'm thinking i'll get myself one and i'm going to put it right behind my head in my office just behind here and as a little sweetener for you we've got a little bit of discount to help you out here so use the code the fm show will get you 10 percent off your entire order go to fulltimeprints.com Use the discount code THEFMSHOW. That's 10% off your entire order. And there's free shipping on orders over 50 quid. So go get yourself a full-time print. Immortalize that football manager save. Let us know what you've got. Visit fulltimeprints.com. Use the discount code THEFMSHOW. Get yourself 10% off. And remember, free shipping on orders over 50 quid. Very quick one, because I think now is a good time to talk to you about our Patreon. Now, I know and you know... The best way to support the podcast is via subscribing to the audio feeds wherever you get your podcasts from or liking the video on YouTube and subscribing to the YouTube channel. That means you're never going to miss an episode at all. But say, for example, you want a little bit more FM show in your life. Well, maybe you might consider supporting the podcast via Patreon. And on Patreon, we are now giving you more than we've ever given you before. Obviously, you get early access to the weekly public episodes. Goes out publicly on Thursday you get access to both the audio and video on 
Wednesday. In addition to that, we are now giving you an exclusive weekly bonus episode every single Monday on both audio and video. And that can be a conversation with literally anybody, okay? They're a little bit different. There could be a conversation with a creator. Maybe there's a footballer, maybe a comedian, an author, a journalist, a musician. I mean, for example, recently we've had Second Yellow Cards been on it, and that was bonkers. We had Dead Men Talking's Freddie Quinn. That was brilliant. Cy Maggio's done one. Salty BFM's done one. Big Man on Campus has done one. FM Girl has done one. Uh, We've got a tactics testing tutorial. Try saying that three times fast. With GYRFM. You've probably already downloaded his tactics before. He's going to show you how to do it as a tactics test. That conversation blows my mind. And of course, you don't just get access going forward. You get access to the entire back catalogue. You can sign up from as little as £3 a month. Get all that content. There's 25 hours worth of content available at your fingertips. You can support the podcast at patreon.com forward slash the FM show pod. That is patreon.com forward slash the FM show pod. Come and join the Patreon squad. It is a bit, isn't it? And I think it's 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 sort of that thing as well. Like if you're coming from a league like Portugal, which I suppose is no longer now classed as one of the top five leagues, I suppose. There's always that argument, mm. isn't it, between Portugal and France, I think, is like, or, or maybe Holland, like which one's mm. the, the top five or six uh, leagues. I mean, you look again at Porto, um, they were someone that, again, we, we considered because is it, I think it's at least 20 years since since they won the Champions League as well, of course, yeah. with Mourinho, mm-hmm. um, massively unfancied. There was no reason that they should be anywhere near. In fact, yeah. I think it is 20 years, isn't it? It's the same year that, that Greece won the Euros, yeah, I think the Euros so. that uh, year yeah, as well. Yeah, so, it would be this year, yeah. Um, so both both of those teams one nilling their way to glory. Um, and again, nothing since then. And Porto have had to do that thing of sell all these really great players to help fund the future. And these, for me, are your sort of your fallen giants, your your rebuilds. Mm. And uh, what I found interesting when when I messaged you about it, because I was sort of like, I've spoken to a few people about, about trying to get YouTube stuff working, and I know I know what I'd like to do, mm-hmm. and I know that what I could really do with is 37 hours in a day. Um, because 24 just isn't enough, really, <laughs> to get all the things done that I need. Yeah. Um, and, and I remember speaking to you going like, all right, okay, so a rebuild, I understand what goes on now. Um, 10 seasons seems like a lot to play. Yeah, in my head, I was like, "You play all the games, right?" And it was the first time that I that I'd even considered the idea that no, 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 you don't. No, and God, no, like, no, no. Well, what do you mean? What What happens if you get sacked? And the control freak in me just lost my mind. I was like, I can't, can't possibly. No, I just do the fun bit of signing players. That's that's, that's it. <laughs> I just just play the summer window and then just go. Yeah, that'll do. Go on holiday. Go and make a cup of tea. Go and make your lunch. You know. Um. Yeah. Which I must admit, since upgrading the PC, is it's nice to do a season in twenty minutes. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, God, I wouldn't even think how long that Scunthorpe one would have taken if I'd have played all the games. Wow. Because mm, yeah, like I said, for some reason, it just it never occurred to me that you don't have to do it all, Tony. You, like the oh, computer no. could do it for you. But then I was like, well, hang on, like because I started reverse engineering it and going, well, so I'm going to need to know a tactic first of all. Mm-hmm. And again, because I go in with this idea of this is what I want to do and I'll build the tactic around what I've got in front of me. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's going to be trial and error. And historically, it's been more error than trial, to be honest. Yeah. So 
I sort of felt like, right, I'm going to do a reputation rebuild of Bolton and then realise that, you know, by the time that we sort of like get to Christmas, I'm not at Bolton anymore. Like that's like, turns out Bolton, we're going to just leave, they're going to stay. They were happy where they were. Mm. Like, I just couldn't understand how that process works. Yeah. Has it failed? How many times has it failed? Well, I use Gareth's tactics, so I'm going to say hardly ever. Um, but it, it it does happen. It does happen. You know, if you if you come back and you're like, oh, that's that's not gone according to plan. Why is that? Um, then you know that that would be the content. It's like, ah, oh, welcome back for season four. I'm not here anymore. It's over. <laughs> um, uh, I got the boot in in November. Um, but they did really well after they sacked me. They did really well. Um, yeah, I think my, my videos are very much right. Right, we're starting here. Okay, this is the plan. This is how I'm going to play it. And this is what our expectations is. And then by the end of the video, they're going to go, right, so in the January transfer window, their new manager bought these players. <laughs> and he did fantastic. He did fantastic. Turned out I was only renting in the area and mm. I, I got a better job that paid more money somewhere else and it wasn't in football. So I left. <laughs> Yeah, offered much more stability is what it did. Um, I think it's more my reputation I'm rebuilding in these yeah. saves than, oh, than the actual yeah. reputation of the clubs. Is that, then, is that that's an angle, right, surely? Yeah, 100%. But there's also something that you could do, which I'm doing with the Western one as well, is so I'm doing this save with Western live on Twitch, but I'm saving it incrementally as if I were doing a rebuild. So I'm going to make a video of it all when I'm done. <laughs> I'm <d> yeah, <laughs> I'm not doing it on Twitch, right? Mm -hmm. But well, I suppose I am. I'm doing Larissa. Um, we save every end of season. Yep, end of season save file goes in the Discord. Love it for subscribers to help with scouting and to sort of go right if they want to pick up and run the save from themselves because mm -hmm. we we realised that when we did the British Steel last year, people were interested in. in we got to a certain team and they were like, I'd love to see how that team plays. And I was like, well, look, there's the save file. You go and crack on with it. We've got to leave and go and do something else. And then when we started Larissa, we made sure that the start of the game file was available for everyone. Yep. So went right. that is your day one. You've all got the same leagues loaded up that I've got. You've all got the same database. You've all got attribute masking on like I've got, soz. Um, that's how we're going to do it. And if you want to take part and play along, you're more than welcome. Yeah. Like, so we're working in not quite the same universe because, of course, every year the players are going to be different. But it's really interesting when we get that sort of like involvement with our community that go, right, tell you what, Gaffer, we need, we know we need a right midfielder. I've had a bit of a nosy about these are players that I think look quite decent and would sort of fit our system. Have a little look about mm -hmm. and see what you think. Um, and that's really great. That's really great. And I think, again, that idea that I've sort of pitched it every single year to build that end of season video is what I want. So I go, right, here's what we looked like at the end of season three. Here's what it looked like in season seven. And like, so I've got the league tables and the yeah. stats and everything. I'm doing the same with Blind Spartans. But what I'm doing is I'm stacking all that up and then going, oh, I was meant to edit that, wasn't I? Like, oh, okay. So I started off with a bang, three videos, and then I've now got about another three seasons worth of stuff going, I'll get around to that. And I need yeah. to, I need to get round to that quickly. Yeah, I mean, as you said though, it's, it's time in the day, isn't it? It's time in the day. I mean, there's there's so so many things that I'd like to do that I have great ideas for that when I think about it, I'm like, oh, that's gonna take a while. 
like recently after having a chat with um Omega Luke actually he said about maybe scripting parts of my videos as in mm. know what you're going to say be more concise and obviously doing that actually probably takes more time than playing the game because you have mm. to go through you have to remember what you're doing or if you're like me and you play six seasons seven seasons however long it's going to be and then go oh, i'll write the script at the end that doesn't work as well doesn't work um it's better to do it as you go but um yeah it's, it's, it's it can be a long process can be a long process yeah it might surprise you to know that um that with producer steve a lot of this show is now scripted um, otherwise i would be left <laughs> to my devices and who knows where the show would go really That's... i mean it's um i'm the same like i am the same when i when i'm putting stuff together and i guess this is part of so i had this conversation with mrs j over the last few weeks in fact when the when fm24 came out we had quite an open frank conversation about what i'm gonna do with the game and, and with regards to making stuff because she's like obviously committed to the podcast that takes up a lot of your time we're then going to start making patreon content that's extra time streaming of course is my relaxing time like because obviously comedy is no longer really my sort of primary focus with with that um and then she was saying well look you got all this stuff to do and then like when are you going to actually edit the stuff that you need to edit because you could really do with a presence on youtube you could do with a presence on TikTok. Mm-hmm. and i was like right okay fine so i had some conversations and i spoke with a few editors and stuff and i was like right i think i've locked something down i'm, I'm happy they've got a bit of time and then I forgot that I was a control freak and they wouldn't <laughs> see what's in my head. And because I haven't scripted it, they just have to work it out. Mm-hmm. And my mental health at that point just went, or oh, we could just sit on it and nobody needs to know <laughs> that it's anywhere. <laughs> just leave this on my hard drive. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, I mean, look, I, I, I've got an editor. He's fantastic. I've been working with him for over a year now. Um, he's a lifesaver genuinely um and look i'm i'm not gonna be one of those people who because i heard i heard what kev said when he was on here about you know the sort of barrier to entry and stuff and i'm very much one of these people that i value my time so mm-hmm. yes okay i make money from youtube but as we touched on right at the start i'm not full-time this isn't this doesn't pay the bills so for me any money that i make from youtube I put back into the process. Um, So, you know, I've got a thumbnail designer. He's infinitely better on Photoshop than I am. My editor, much, much better than I am and faster and much more efficient. I mean, he's studying that at university. So like, it's, it's a pretty good gig for him doing stuff for me whilst he's at university. And the fact that he's learning and always trying to get better. And it's like, oh, he, he, mess- he messages me all the time. So like, oh, I've learned this recently. Do you mind if I try it? I'm like, yeah, go ahead. That's, that's, that's what I love is just him trying to strive to be better. And ultimately, I think it, it makes my content better as well. But yeah, if I, if I had to, I, my, I think I'd never see my partner ever. If I wanted, if I was still having the same output that I have at the moment and doing everything myself, I just wouldn't have a life. I'd be sat in this room all day, every day. Um, and that's not a healthy way to live. So, yeah. Mm, and I, I 100% agree. 100% agree. Because as you said at the start, this is, this is not our job. Like there's, there's a mm-hmm. handful of people in this world where football manager is their job. 
and great, awesome. But I've said before, when comedy was my job, comedy became less fun. Like, yeah. So I can imagine the people whose job this football manager is, their job is waking up every morning going, what else can I get out of this game? Like, and they can't, like, there must be a point eventually where you become sort of desensitized to to it and you just, you go through the motions. And I've heard, as I'm sure you will have heard as well, new gamers, um, new people considering getting into creation, podcasts, mm -hmm. videos, Twitch, YouTube, saying, oh, I'm just grinding this next one out, grinding this next one out. And I was sitting, look, going, shouldn't be grinding anything like this should be fun for you like this is just yeah. like like I'll, I'll be honest now that i do all this i don't play fm like for fun anymore i don't i don't have it like when we finish this conversation i'm not going to sit and load my game up and play like for me the only time i play fm now is when i'm streaming like and that's that's my time that essentially i rationalize it with i would have been doing this anyway now i can have a chat with some people while i'm doing it yeah i don't see that as oh my god I have to do this. And I know I've kind of contradicted myself slightly by going, I should make YouTube stuff, but yeah, that's only because my brain is still business brain from, from comedy. Like, all right, let's see how much we can get out of this, but you got to keep that enjoyment in there. And like the second you start thinking like, this is work yeah, and this is a grind, then got to take a step back. Surely. Yeah. It's one of those things. I mean, I think this to me is more than a hobby. I would say it's more than a hobby content creation, but obviously it's not my it's not my job. It doesn't mm. it doesn't pay the bills. Would I love to be a full time content creator? Yeah, of course I would. It would allow me a lot more freedom, um, you know, being my own boss and stuff like that. But at the moment, at the very least, it's not at a level where that's a possibility, and I wouldn't want to put my life, my partner's life in, in jeopardy in terms of our lifestyle and the way that we do things because of that, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, th there's, there's a lot that goes into, in, into stuff. And I, I've, I've heard, definitely heard that, you know, grinding, grinding stuff out as well. And I used to have that mindset. I did used to have that mindset hundred percent. It was like, well, you know, I, I watch other content creators in other spaces or FIFA or FC24 or, you know, Call of Duty, mm -hmm. stuff like that. And these massive creators are putting out two, three, four, five, ten videos a week on multiple channels. And sometimes you do have to take that step back and think at the start, at the very least, you're just one person. There's only so mm -hmm. much you can do. There's only so much strategy you can try and employ to try and grow with the amount of hours that you've got in, in the, in the day. And especially in, in the FM world, we've seen several people take a step back towards the end of a game cycle where they are a little bit burnt out or YouTubers from a content perspective may take things a little bit more easy in January because the revenue side of stuff isn't as great. So use that time to have a break. And mm -hmm. I've, done that a little bit myself this year um i've taken things a little bit more easy in january i haven't haven't streamed really that much um and mentally i feel better so mm. I, th I i definitely think it is worth sometimes as you're saying just just taking a step back and look at look at some you know zealand is the biggest creator in this space right mm. if you're thinking you need to put content out every day have a look at z's channel he doesn't mm. Yeah, okay, he might stream every day or, you know, whatever. He doesn't put a YouTube video out every day. 
And I'm not saying that as a shot to Z because he's an absolute trendsetter and a maverick in this space. But if he's not doing it, why do you need to? Mm, I think it's, it's again, if I have the parallels with, with the world of comedy, like looking at how comedy is changing now, even my mates, I see every single day there's, there's a, an Instagram reel, there's a TikTok, there's a Twitter video, they're at a gig, they're doing a, a routine, they're putting their content out every single day. And there's part of me looking at going, how many gigs do you need to get on to be like burning through this sort of stuff? And like, it's got to be good. It's got to be great. And <laughs> you're chasing those, those hits, those views. And it's like, you know that there's certain people in the world now who are only judging success by views and by follows and yep. things like that. And, that, and that's, that's fine. You know, that's how the entertainment industry is. But remembering of course, as well, that as much as we talk about this, we've got a larger audience listening to our show mm. who maybe don't take part in content. Yeah. They, they, they'll, they'll listen to a podcast. Like, I mean, or they'll, they'll watch a stream and they go, all right, I'll watch that. Or I'll watch a couple of YouTube videos and that's about it. Like, I always remember when we, we first started streaming that and we were getting people going, I never thought of listening to a podcast about football manager before. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's weird, but it's there. Like, again, we've got people who will watch the show. And we even had a comment um, about it with, with the episode from, from Lelujo, from Kev going, never heard of this guy, never heard of him. And now it's great. And you're like, of course, like, because we're in this space, we're yeah. conditioned to think that everyone knows everyone. Everyone constantly knows the same people. And, as with everything, we always go, oh, my God, this is what the greatest are doing over here. We have to do that. Otherwise, if we're not doing that, well, we might as well not be bothering. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. I mean, one of the guys I, I watch a lot is a, is a Call of Duty guy, uh, predominantly, or first-person shooter guy, Tim the Tatman. He's an American streamer, lives in Florida, seems to have a fantastic life because I'm sure he does, right? Streams on YouTube, he'll sit there for six hours, eight hours a day, play video games, react to stuff, this, that, and the other. And But the company that he employs, which, which is super weird that it's based in Swansea, but never mind. They're based in, they're based in Swansea, <laughs> um, and they chop up all of his stuff. So it's like, Brilliant. He, he will sit on stream for X amount of hours a day, and they will have someone in the office in Swansea, clipping up all of his stuff. And he's got five, six, seven YouTube channels. And it's like, right, well, okay, well, here's tomorrow's video for this channel, tomorrow's video. Mm -hmm. And they just run through it all for him. And, you know, look, you can get to that level. Like, obviously, I've said, you know, I do have an editor, I do have someone who does my thumbnails. If I were starting out now, would that be something that would be high on my priority list? No, not at all. Definitely, definitely not. Like, there's so many skills that you can learn yourself it would make you a better content creator. I can edit. Am I as good or as fast as my editor? No. So like, again, it comes back to the time perspective. You know, if there's, if you value your time and what you want to do in a day and I like spending time with my partner and, you know, going out and doing other things, working out, you know, all this other stuff. Sometimes you do need to take a step back and go, yeah, I am just one person. There's only so much I can do. There you go. No, hundred percent, hundred percent agree with that. To be honest, and and I think that that's yeah, that's how it's got to be. It's how it's got to be. You know, uh, we mentioned, of course, the, the, this of course is not your your full time job. We've sort of not talked about it just yet, but we did mention before we started recording that you have worked in football before, though. Yes, haven't you? 
Yes, I have. And, I have. And I am going to get it wrong. <laughs> and I've already been told an hour ago yeah. which team it was you were with. Right? So I'm going to get it wrong. So you worked for Bristol Rovers, but you are a Bristol City fan. Yes, correct, Tony. Well done. Well remembered. Good work from I've you. Known Steve for many years. So I've got <laughs> those things wrong constantly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, work for Bristol Rovers. Yeah, despite being a Bristol City fan, I know that's going to be blasphemy for a lot of people, but um, you know, jobs a job. Um, yeah, it it was a very weird situation actually. So um, I went to university in Bristol, uh, doing a journalism degree, and the um, for those of you who know. Bristol. I went to UWE, um, University of Southwest of England, doing journalism. And at the time, that was when Bristol Rovers were trying to have some sort of stadium with at, on UWE's campus, basically, is very, very similar vicinities in, in North Bristol. And uh, an email got shot round to the entire journalism department saying that they were looking for interns. So this was when I was going into my third year um, at university going into my final year um so i thought look at the time i was like i'm i'm so determined to work in football i don't care where i work so i had my first in we were all everyone who was interested got called into a meeting with the media people at bristol rovers at ue um and then one of the first things they did was like okay let's go around the table and uh introduce yourself and tell us who you support me sitting there as a Bristol City fan, <laughs> I was thinking, do I be honest? Do I be honest? Because we were going around the room and there was, you know, typical United fans, Liverpool fans. There was people who supported their hometown teams. There's a guy from Southampton. He was like, oh, yeah, I'm a Saints fan, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then it got to me and I was like, I'm a Bristol City fan. And the, the guy who in the long run turned out to be my boss almost fell off his chair. Um, mm -hmm. But in that inch, I was like, look, it, it doesn't really matter who I support. Like, I, this is what I want to do as a job. I'm, I want to be professional. So it started out that I was just interning on match days. So I was running their Twitter feed for uh, an entire season, uh, which happened to be the season, well, for, for home matches at the very least, for home matches, uh, which happened to be the season that they got relegated down to the conference. Yep. Uh, was a tough one. Um, and then mm. someone in the media department who I was reporting to left for a different job. Um, and I just graduated and they said, do you want to come on full time? And I was so lucky because they split groups of us. So the idea was that the first season, first, uh, sorry, first half of the season, I was going to go and do first team stuff. And then the second half, I was going to go and do um, reserve team stuff or like youth matches or like do stuff at training and stuff like that so i was lucky enough to go and do the first team stuff immediately was writing stuff on twitter then it turned into me writing match reports then i was doing interviews with the manager players after games and stuff like that and then yeah then i got offered the job full-time after i graduated and worked there for another three years so back-to-back -back promotions back up into league one and then i realized that unless you're a footballer, there's not an abundance of money in football for a similar skill set. So then moved elsewhere. But yeah, it was a very, very interesting time working at Bristol Rovers, despite being a Bristol City fan. 
I love that. I love it because the, 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 you know, the, the allegiance, you're right, shouldn't matter. You're there to do a job. Yep. You know? Yeah, it, you'd say it would speak to my professionalism that when people found out, they were very surprised. Um, because, you know, in that instance, to a point, you're the voice of the club. You know, if you're putting stuff out on socials and, and this, that and the other, you know, um, it's, it's a very demanding job, especially, you know, I don't even know how some of these people who do this job, who do that job for bigger football teams even deal with things, you know. At the time, Rovers were, when I started there, they were in the National League, you know, mm. and we grew the audience quite nicely in the time that I was there. But, you know, when when players play badly or, you know, the, I was on Twitter at the moment that they got relegated from the Football League. That was not a pleasant place to be. Um, mm. So, yeah, fair play to anyone who still does that as a job. Also, fair play for yourself as well for not sort of responding with, hey, I'm not even a fan. Like, so come on, it's not a big deal, right? right this is yeah. just football. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, but what, what's interesting was, was and, it, and it might not, the times might not link up. Were you still employed around about the time that Bristol Rovers became really well known for their little sort of gold gifts? Uh, well, that was, was that, Bristol was City that, who did it first of all. Was it City? Well, yeah, I've got, it was. I've got yeah. it wrong again. So, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, well, that was City. That was City. But no, um, the 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 there's a story that I do I do find very funny telling with with that as as background. So, when I was working at Bristol Rovers, they had a striker. I don't know if if you will remember the guy called Matty Taylor. Um, he was very good for Bristol Rovers. Was top goal scorer two seasons in a row. Um, and then. This is when I was full-time at Rovers. I turned up to the training ground to do press on a Thursday as per. And there was a very strong rumor that he was going to get signed by Bristol City. Mm. And I was like, nah, that's not going to happen. Why? I, I don't see don't see that happening at all. Um, so then I was at the training ground and one certain Mr. Matthew Taylor wasn't there. And I was like... Oh, okay, maybe this is happening. We did press, and then I went back to the stadium, which is where my office was, and, uh, yeah, heard heard that it was true. So then had to reach out to the Bristol City press officer, and we were talking about stuff. They were filming all their announcement stuff um, and, and all of that. And, uh, yeah, later in the day, they announced that they signed um, Matty Taylor from Bristol Rovers, undisclosed fee. And then they did the old uh, Manchester City with Tevez welcome to Bristol announcement, Ooh. which is it is a bit harsh, bit harsh. Um, but then Bristol City were playing a game that night at home to Sheffield Wednesday. So I, whilst I was talking to the press officer, I said, "Chuck me a ticket, could you? I'll come come to the game tonight." <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, went went to the game and saw saw Matty get unveiled at Ashton Gate, which was a very surreal experience, having dealt with really frustrated and angry Bristol City fans, uh, sorry, Bristol Rovers fans on Twitter all day, knowing that their star strikers go into their city rivals. So, um, yeah, very fun day. Okay, so I'm just thinking, therefore, and again, there's some, some of my ideas just spin around, I throw a lot of stuff against the wall, Steve, some stuff sticks, some stuff doesn't, but say, for example, SI are maybe listening to this and thinking, hey, maybe FM 26, 27, we could do full media integration. Mm -hmm. 
is that something that you think would be would be interesting or is it like an idea you go ah this would just be a fad no one would care about that it's it's an interesting one because i think that there should be this is this is the difference right i i think football manager is built around you being a football manager yeah i personally would love to have a commercial director a marketing person as a staff role in the game much like you have a technical director you have scouts you have because a football manager doesn't decide who the technical director is going to be or the director of football or any of that yeah okay they have say over their own coaching staff and stuff like that but anything beyond that they don't really have that say so like we've already ventured into the realms of stuff that isn't what a football manager does so Mm -hmm. i would love personally i would love to see stuff like that because there are so many different areas of the club that you don't see um Mm. and that don't get exposure and these are people that you know don't necessarily get the the rewards for their effort that that they do put in like there's so many analysts that will notice this one thing that makes you win a game and the if the manager's brilliant and sometimes they'll say oh yeah such and such an analyst like said this and it worked brilliant Mm -hmm. that doesn't happen a lot that doesn't happen Mm. a lot so yeah i i think stuff like that would be great you get performance analysts you get recruitment analysts let's have a head of social media let's have a commercial director let's have you know all of these things it it it, i think it would make a difference Mm, i'm just thinking again just you know when you like because you're in the game and you you know yourself when you've made a huge signing Mm-hmm. And it's such an important sign of your club. And we've spoken about things before, like as a collective, you win a cup and it's sort of like, oh, the, the, that moment of like elation, you're like, it's not quite replicated enough. I know we now get guards of honor for, mm. you know, you win a title and it's like, oh, cool, that's a thing. Like, you know, I'm not saying we need to have, you know, at the end of the season, you get the open top bus tour down to the Civic Center. Like, I'm not saying that, but. I mean, if you want to do it, you can do it. But like, you get, of course, the announcement of all oh, this player signed, and everyone goes, "Oh, he's a B plus player." And you're like, I don't know. Would there be a tiny, tiny, tiny immersion level of uh, he's signed or like he's here, that sort of thing? Like, and I know it would just be cosmetic, and it wouldn't really make a great deal of difference. But I mean, could you have someone going, "Oh my god, I can't believe we've signed such and such a player." Yeah, I mean the social feed to a point is supposed to do that, but the yeah, amount of stuff largely is ignored, just, isn't it? I suppose largely as it is in real world. Yeah, it's one hundred percent ignored, Tony. Um, <laughs> much like press conferences. But then no, yeah. there's there's certain stuff that you that I think they could do, and I'm hoping with FM twenty five and the Unity engine which is coming, I'm hoping these are things that they've taken into consideration. Now, obviously, I'm very much aware of licensing issues. Um, so for instance, you wouldn't be able to do a, uh, press conference with, you know, a player holding up a shirt or holding up a scarf if they're a real player. Yeah, of course. But yeah. then unless they have licensing to the league, but then if they move to a different team, it gets very complicated and very legal and very boring. What I would love to see them do is focus stuff on new gens like that. They don't have... Hmm real licensable likenesses you know and that's the level that i would love to see it get to um is sort of like a bit more like cutsceney immersion 
sort of mm. because then you get attached to these players. I mean, I don't I don't know what you think. I love seeing these non-real entities enter football manager and plucking them out of nowhere and um turning them into the player that you want them to be. I love that. Um mm. it, it that is what makes every save unique. You can have all the you can you can sign your Mbappe's, you can sign your Haaland's, whatever. I'd rather this guy who's come out of Argentina who nobody's ever heard of because he's not real. He's unique to my game. Nobody else is probably going to have him in this particular instance. And that's why last year, uh, sorry, two years ago, when I did a save with um, Red Star Belgrade, which is why I have that shirt right there, yeah. um, that uh, I had a, I, I bought a new gen from a, a different team in Serbia called Luka Kana. I ultimately sold him to Manchester United for 150 million pounds. But the amount of time that he was at my club, it, it just, I knew that nobody else had him, you know? And, and the attachment that you, like there was a period of time where United and other teams in England were offering me 100 million and I'm just like, decline, no, no, no. And then it got to a point where I was like, I, 150 million is too much to turn down. I have to let him go. But um yeah, I just feel the, that attachment, and I think that could be something that that hopefully will come. If it's not in FM twenty five, it comes in one of these future iterations. That when you see these players come into the game, like you can see new gens now that get that come out as gay, which I think is a fantastic touch as well. Um, obviously, they can't do that with real world players, but there's certain things that they can do with with these types of players that come through that that again would add to that immersion and ultimately, I think, make Football Manager a better game. Hundred mm, percent, and it's and it makes it it makes it unique as well. And they're almost like Easter eggs for us long term players. Like yeah. I know it's not going to change the game dramatically, and it's not going to you know make it this completely different thing. But and you go, oh, well, I'm only play three seasons. I don't I don't need that. Like that's cool. Like you've got your yeah. three seasons. You've got you've got Champions League licensed music now. Like you love that. What more? Brilliant. Like I mean, let's face it, the Europa League and the Conference League music much is better. better. Yeah, yeah. But you've got Champions League. That's fine. Um. But these longer term saves and all those sorts of things that are happening, they'd be great. They'd be yeah. like, and, and I, I'm, I almost saw like back and forth this with myself because I always kept saying, I was never bothered about graphics. I was never bothered about the new engine looking better. Sorry, the, the match animations, say, not the match engine, the match mm -hmm. animations. I was never bothered about them looking great. But of course, then I started streaming and I was like, all right, fine. I understand. People are watching this. They want it to look nicer. And then I was like, would get people going oh do you not have like new faces for your, your new gens and i'm like well no because you don't see them running around with their faces but then i downloaded a face thing and i'm like oh well now i have to have all these faces and it's like and it makes no difference to the game at all but um, it does create for us who are making content <laughs> visual content tv shows almost if you like it does add a little something doesn't it yeah, 100%, 100%. And I think people are swayed by how good other games look graphically. And they they forget how much processing and number crunching ultimately goes into Football Manager year on year. That's why the save files get so large in the end, because there's just so much data that is there. Um, look, I, I'm the same as everyone else. I, I want it to be the best game possible. And... I think that is the next level. And as I said, hopefully with Unity coming in, the new map, the new uh, engine that they're going to be building the game on, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Having not seen any of it yet, who knows? Mm. Could be great. 
I just hope that the the main UI of the game, the user interface looks looks different because it's been the same for a while, Tony, and I could do with a change. Well, as Miles says, this is the love letter to the current Football Manager series, so theoretically, mm-hmm. the, the the UI should, in theory, look different next year. And if it does, great. If it doesn't, well, you know, we'll work with what we've got, I guess. And, of course, the skinning community are out there doing fantastic yeah. work, you know, creating stuff, going, you know, well, we want things laid out in a slightly different way, which is fantastic when you realise that mm-hmm. some of the stuff that's not easily accessible on the game i mean shout out uh, to to saz who who makes the the skin that i'm currently using and you find all the data plots and then you realize that fm stag is making some stuff as well that just plugs in that skin and go like oh here's all the data that's available to you and you're like oh now isn't that interesting yeah because yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's that's not on the normal home screen but all of a sudden i've got everything i need uh right there and that's when you start going my game's changed again yeah yeah, 100%. I mean, I use a custom skin as well. And, you know, the Touchline tablet, I can see more, mm-hmm. so much more than just who is on the field for my team and the opposition. I can see where the, where on the field they are, where their heat map is, where they're passing. There's Yeah, there's so much data that the game tracks, but hasn't been the best at displaying that information. Now, whether or not people will find that too much, potentially. Mm-hmm. You know that's that might be why it's not in the in the base skin that comes with the game it might be too much they introduced the data hub which if you know what you're looking for like i'm sure rdf aaron i'm sure aaron is like that gareth is the same they'll spend time in there figuring out what's good what's bad with their team and you can do that but ultimately if you don't want to have responsibility for loads of things in football manager just delegate it i haven't been to a press conference in about four years um, and I will not go to a press conference again because there's just repeated questions. It's just the same thing again. Mm, yeah, uh, that is true. I do, I do turn up and I always press the button that just goes, yes, 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 yes. No, yes. Yeah. Good. And just you know, continue forward. Uh, one final thing, one final thing before we start to wrap up. You mentioned about delegating and we've mentioned about tactics. We mentioned about mm-hmm. tweaking and we mentioned about things you can now do on FM24. Quick question for you. How much work have you done on set pieces this year? Not as much as I'd like, unfortunately. Yeah, same, same. Like, I banged the drum. I was like, I want a set piece creator. I want a set piece creator. And and I'd be happy to accept something that looked like Madden, which was just a playbook, and I'd just mm. press that button and go, I'll have that, I'll have that, I'll have that. And then I got given something that was more advanced than that, and I went, oh, I can't be bothered with that just yet. <laughs> yeah, there's there's so much you can do. There's so much you can try. Um, but again, it's one of those that I would love to get so far ahead with content that I could just sit there for a week and just figure stuff out. Yeah. Because I know there's stuff that works, and I have my generic set of routines that do the job. They're not fantastic. I'm not scoring 40 corners a season, but I'm also mm-hmm. not conceding more than 10 a season. So, like... It does the job, it gets me through the year, it's not a big problem. However, there will be one thing, like last year at, at some point, when which I don't think you can do anymore, uh, you, were, you were able to throw your goalkeeper up for corners and stick him near post, and no one would mark him because there's an extra body there. You can't do that anymore, but there will be something like that in the game that hasn't been found yet, which would be game-breaking. 
It would. Yeah. Um, I think the goalkeeper only, from what I can see, the goalkeeper only seems to go up if you're on attacking or very attacking in the last oh, yeah. couple of minutes anyway. So like that's what forces it. But like we always said, and, and we said this at, 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 over the summer when we, when we met up, and we were talking about, imagine the feeling of you're in a game-breaking situation, you're Champions League final, World Cup final, game to, to win the title, you've never won the title before, and you score the winner with a set piece that you've created yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be incredible. And then put that into PvP world. You you beat another human being in draft mode with something that you've mm-hmm. designed specifically. I mean, wow. I, That's what it's all about. I played in a PvP competition last year, and um, the person that I was playing against scored a short corner routine, which weren't very prevalent in FM23. Mm-hmm. And I was sat here, I was stunned. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need to figure out how to do that. And then I, I spent some time figuring out how to do that. And then the next PvP competition I was in, I scored a similar corner. And it, it's, it's uh, yeah, I can get very carried away with stuff like that. If, if only I had more time. Mm, and I think that's the takeaway from today's episode. If only we had more time. Steve, if we had more time, we'd talk about more things. So instead of that, let's look to get you back on in the yeah. future. We'll talk about more Happily. things uh, there. Before we go, however, we should probably say a massive thank you to everyone who's joined us on Patreon. Okay, so of course we have got some fantastic patrons who have come over recently. Hello to David Griffith, Bruno Ottens, uh, Soren Moore. I think I may have said that wrong. Uh, and if I've said that wrong, I've possibly said Andre Bergossian wrong as well. So apologies to you if I have got those wrong. Thank you so much for becoming members of the Patreon. And you will see that episode with GYR breaking into how you build a tactic. That'll be coming very, very soon. Um, Steve, if people want to see more from you, your content, your streams, where can people find you? YouTube, t- uh, TikTok, Twitch, Hood Gaming UK on all platforms. Thank you very much for having um, me, Tony. Appreciate it. May absolute pleasure having you. Thank you so much, of course, for uh, coming on. Um, if, of course, you want to follow the show, make sure you do that. We're on the social media as well, of course, the FM Show Pod. Obviously, make sure you like the video if you're watching us on YouTube. Drop us a comment as well, good or bad, because it helps the algorithm, doesn't it? It, does, so it, it very much does. Moving up, uh, just just put an emoji of a football if you want. Um, that'll do. Um, but yeah, talk to us about about what we've spoken about today. Um, of course, if you want to drop us an email, it's the FM Show Pod at gmail.com that's the fm show pod at gmail.com and of course we'll of course go through those mailbags in future episodes and we'll address some of the things that you want to talk about of course thank you as always for being part of the show steve it's been a pleasure having you on everyone we're back of course next week this was episode 33-0 of the fm show i'm of course your host tony jameson our guest was hud gaming Take care of yourselves, everyone. Stay safe. We'll see you next time. Want to learn even more about Football Manager? Subscribe to the Patreon. Just visit patreon.com slash the FM Show Pod. Don't forget to rate and review and follow along on the socials at the FM Show Pod.